Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mr. Beacon Podcast is sponsored by Williot. Scaling IoT with battery-free Bluetooth. Welcome to another episode of the Mr. Beacon Podcast. This week we're going to be talking about RTLS in healthcare. That's real-time location systems. And uh, we're talking to HT Snowday of Midmark. Welcome to the show, HT. Thanks, Steve. Well, I am very glad that you joined us. Uh, We spend quite a lot of time looking at technologies, specific individual technologies, um, and you're really an antidote to that because uh, you uh, work as part of um, one of the largest organizations that's engaged in healthcare. So you have a very vertically focused, customer-orientated view of this. You have a perspective on what works, what doesn't work, And you work across a broad portfolio of technologies, not just Bluetooth, not just infrared. You look at a whole bunch of them and you're big enough to be technical and uh, dispassionate about what works where. So uh, lots of good reasons for having this conversation. I hope out of it we get an insight into this healthcare market, which is one of the strongest for um, indoor positioning technology and RTLS technology. And I am looking forward to getting your views on uh, the, the what's, what's good for what um, and how you use it and, and a bit about Midmark. Before we launch into that, I just want to give a shout out to the folks at Starbucks. This is not a paid endorsement, but uh, as well as having great coffee and being my office away from home, Starbucks offers this amazing program for kids adults on the autism spectrum and provides employment which provides meaning to their lives and some very passionate really engaged uh, team members who are great for for visitors so i want to thank them for that uh, my son is one of the kids that's part of that program and it's uh, it's meant the world to us so thanks to starbucks and let's get back to you ht um perhaps you can start off and just tell us a little bit, bit about what your role is uh, where in um, uh, Midmark you fit, uh, and then we'll go back and talk a bit about how uh, uh, this uh, organization that provides uh, the chairs that we lie on in our dentist uh, uh, got into all this crazy technology that you deal with. Yeah, that's brilliant. Um, I, I cannot walk away from your intro, Steve. That's that's wonderful stuff. I love hearing that, and I appreciate you taking the time to uh to call that kind of uh, uh, work and engagement out. That, that's really cool. Um, 
Yeah, so I, I am uh, HD Snow Day with Midmark Corporation, uh, specifically Midmark RTLS, which is the part of the organization focused on real-time locating solutions. I am the uh, Vice President of Innovation and Technology Development, which really means I'm focusing on what we're doing next in, in the broadest sense. Um, but, you know, relative to RTLS and specifically RTLS in healthcare, I, I've... I'm an old gray-haired guy in the space. <laughs> I've been, been uh, I think my first engagement was in 1995 um, in a long-term care environment. And, you know, the, the technology has changed. Some of the physics that we have to deal with haven't, which, which I can talk about that from a perspective that's part of the, the broad perspective on, on these kinds of solutions. But, it, but importantly, and what's always hooked me is the ability for this technology and this information to have a positive impact on, on care, on patients and on caregivers. Um, and that wonderfully speaking is part and parcel with um, part of your implied question about, uh, about Midmark in the space. Um, yeah, but so, so t- tell us, um, um, how do most people see Midmark? What do, what do, what do you guys do? <laughs> well, Midmark is the uh, enormous company that you all know but don't know. Um, Midmark is uh, over 100 years old, uh, manufacturing uh, discipline in the heartland. Um, primary operations are in and around the Dayton area in Ohio, and I can provide some more detail. But... Um, Primarily today, Midmark's business is spread across three different um, healthcare focus areas, uh, dental, animal health, and medical. In the RTLS space, we're focused on uh, the medical industry. And within the medical space, you know, Midmark has a range of products across the spectrum of things that you need to outfit a clinical environment. Um, and that's a really broad definition. The thing that Midmark is probably most well known for are uh, patient positioning devices, which is a fancy way of describing chairs and tables in a clinic environment. Um, I can assure you that most um, most of the people viewing this podcast and yourself have spent a fair amount of time on a Midmark table at some point. Um, it's a, a very common component of a clinical environment, but Midmark's product base goes well beyond that. So cabinetry and other ancillary chairs and tables, um, lighting equipment, diagnostic equipment, um, which is a very specific technology discipline for the organization. Um, you know, it, it's fairly comprehensive, or we are fairly comprehensive in our approach to making sure that um, a clinical environment has the best possible tools available. And it, it, it all centers around a, a fundamental care for improving the patient experience. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's really a wonderful thing about Midmark. I am relatively new to the organization as a whole. Um, while I've been in RTLS for a long time, we joined the organization in 2016. Um, but it's been a, a very good synergy anchored around what we can do with products and technology to improve the patient experience and so, improve in particular that engagement between the patient and the caregiver. So we're used to lying on these, uh, these uh, chairs, tables, uh, having lighting systems and cabinetry. It all sort of like super high quality 
furniture that's very robust, looks like it could withstand a, a missile strike and still be there. But um, how did Midmark get into the uh, real-time location space? The, the world of radio technology is quite different to furniture and that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, there are some, certainly you're right about the, the heritage of Midmark. But when you look at the strategy, it makes a, a tremendous amount of sense. Minmark has, um, you know, historically long had expertise in how do we really well define and improve uh, patient engagement and patient experience. And I mean, from a level of, of technological and scientific and strategic detail, like exactly what is the orientation of the caregiver relative to the patient and how does that improve the experience and how can our products um fix or maintain issues that may be in that engagement? What's the, what are the best kinds of adjustments and environmental conditions that we should have? Right. And really approaching, approaching solving the problem, not from, hey, what's the best um, you know, individual thing we can make, but what's the best possible environment? And the wonderful thing about that is, it's a rel from that kind of strategic engagement, it's a relatively short leap to say, okay, we're, we're experts at making sure engagement is positive in the room, in the moment of interaction, there is a spectrum of experience for the patient outside the room as well. And RTLS has a lot to say about how you can improve that spectrum of experience, the, the full patient visit, if you will. So um, making that jump, uh, so very holistic view of it, uh, which is good, whereas some of us come from the chip world, uh, uh, you're coming at it from looking at uh, the, the people that are, are being cared for. Um, but was this an acquisition or organic uh, creation of a technology team? Yeah, it was an acquisition. So previously, uh, Minmark RTLS was versus technology, um, relatively well known in the healthcare RTLS space. Um, I, my history with the organization goes back to its, you know, modern inception, which was in the mid nineties. Um, I left the organization for a while, but I came back. I, I've always been hooked on the, the ability for the application of technology to make a positive impact. Um, had some early experiences that were, you know, sort of dramatic and anchoring for me about how this technology can have that kind of an impact. But, but fundamentally, you know, what, the technology is able to do is is automate or at least automate communication of things that are kind of impossible to automate um, when you're in a healthcare environment um, you know your primary tool if, if you want to compare to, to manufacturing any kind of process flow uh, design your primary tool is a human and that's kind of difficult to, to lock down into a process your output which is the product that you're outputting is another human, or if you will, the, the positive outcomes for that human. So, you know, you really have to, if you're going to automate that environment, you have to have passive systems that can detect what's going on without requiring any particular path or any particular process or timing. And, and I, you know, passive is a, is a difficult word because we're all used to the description of active technology, but it's, mm. it's the passive collection of the information that lets you do these cool things that, that help out in healthcare. Yeah, you're, you're, uh, the people in 
the clinics that you support are busy thinking about things that shouldn't be how technology that you shouldn't have to get them to do anything it should uh, the technology should require really nothing uh, of the user and every time you do then there's an opportunity to, to for, for things to not work so um, maybe uh, we should move into some examples and talk about the kind of the categories of offerings that this RTLS umbrella encompasses. I mean, first, maybe, but let's uh, address the, uh, not the elephant in the room, but the tag that's on your collar. What, what are you wearing there? So I, I'm wearing one of our uh, personnel locating badges. Um, this is a hybrid infrared and RF device, meaning it's transmitting infrared and RF. And that's the as you said, one of the mechanisms, but the primary mechanism we use to determine location in a healthcare environment. Um, and we have different designs and, and um, places of attachment. I'm also wearing one on my wrist right now, which is a silicon band-based system. Um, but the, you know, as you pointed out before, the, the real magic is in what you do with the information. Yeah. Um, while the technology has changed fundamentally for a long time, um, one of the advantages of, of incorporating infrared into our environment is it's it's well defined by any opaque material, right? So it's and it's also it doesn't require any kind of um, algorithms or complexities to provide a focused area. With infrared, we can we can create relatively small. Defi well-defined zones for locating. And that's that's really critically important in healthcare because the, the, the power in what you're doing is making some assumptions about what is happening or at least documenting things that you can make assumptions about. Like um, in a clinical environment, a caregiver and a patient have engaged in a patient room. Um, and in fact, early in our history, we created some automation for third-party systems, uh, particularly in the nurse call space, that were, you know, it was required that you get that information. And it can't really ever be wrong if you're going to run that kind of automation. So historically, we stuck with the physics of infrared to provide that kind of surety of information that, you know, sometimes people refer to it as clinical grade or hear the term no false positives, but that's part of the way in which the platform provides the rock solid information that we get. But then once you have that, you know, the, the real power is in the, the software and the analytics and the automation that you provide in the environment, which is, which is a large part of what Midmark RTLS is about. So just to recap, um, radio, uh, the uh, infrared technology respects walls and doors and screens. So you pull a screen back and... Uh, uh, the infrared uh, signal stays within those boundaries. Whereas if you have, say, a Bluetooth beacon that's blasting out at plus 20 dBm, it can penetrate that wall. And so if you're trying to figure out if a, a patient, uh, a doctor, and a nurse are, are together, then the false positives are, you know, that uh, signal could fluctuate. And if you're just looking at uh, the radio frequency signal rather than the light, then you might get the wrong idea. So why have RF in the tag at all if um, uh, infrared is so great? So infrared is, is great at that part of it, right? But it has 
other issues inherent in the physics of infrared, which is um, you can block the signal. You can be in a scenario where you're not receiving infrared in a consistent way. So RF, at a minimum, gives us reliable constant contact with the badge. Right, so status information from the badge is it is the button being pressed? Is it in motion? You know the kinds of uh, basic telemetry that you want from a device. Um, it also gives us, uh, you know, in a in a rough sense, location information that you can use uh, to compare or generalize or 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 make exceptions to the kinds of information you're getting from infrared. So we're really complementary. We've always invested in. Um, hybrid technology from that perspective for the purpose of, of getting the best possible location we can. Um, RF, you know, as you said, it is the, the technology continues to develop. Um, there's value there, but ultimately any RF system is um, somewhat ground in, in a statistical reliability, right? Um, whereas I'm, I'm getting... Um, this level of granularity at some percentage of reliability at some percentage of time. And with infrared, you kind of throw all that out, you know, like if I got the signal, the badge is there. Um, and it, and it makes, you know, it, um, it makes building, um, some of the assumptive stuff we do much easier. And what kind of RF is there in that tag on your column? So um, we we support a few different kinds of RF. This particular tag right now is transmitting RF at 433. We also have a hybrid IR and Wi-Fi based solution um, that gives us you know a different kind of RF and a different kind of location. That's a, a Cisco environment compatible device. Um, we're not um, you know relative to the RF channel. It, it's more about that. Does it serve all of the secondary needs that we have for the system? I shouldn't even say secondary, the complementary needs that we have for the system. Yeah, so why would you go for Wi-Fi in one case and this 433 uh, band, um, uh, which is a lower band, so um, a Wi-Fi uh, 2.4 gigahertz, 5 gigahertz, and so 433 is a lot lower. What, what, what are the pros and cons of those uh, respective um, uh, parts of the spectrum for your purposes? Yeah, so... Y- even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There are really simple reasons. I mean, 433 from a fundamental standpoint, you know, it's an available frequency. It penetrates very well. Uh, You know, the lower frequencies you go, it also strikes that balance of it's high enough that you can get a a fairly decent amount of communication. It's low enough that it it penetrates environments um, and you don't need as much uh, as many receiver points with 433 as you would with a higher frequency like 2.4. 
On the other hand, um, Wi-Fi is pretty ubiquitous in environments. So as an RF channel, you know, do we, if we leverage Wi-Fi, do we have to worry about our RF platform penetrating the environment? No, Wi-Fi in healthcare environments, at least these days, um, is a pretty reliable source of the kind of information that we need. So, you know, it, it really, it, it's somewhat environmental dependent for us, um, but Wi-Fi makes a, a perfectly acceptable RF channel for our platform. And uh, will the two continue to just sit side by side? If there's a bunch of Wi-Fi access points, you'll use those. What's the, uh, I think you've done a good job of demarcating those two, the strengths and weaknesses of the two, but I'm just trying to think, is there a winner or, uh, or a loser here? I, I think it's environmental, environment dependent or solution dependent, okay. right? So, you know, if we're if we're in a um, if we're in a, a smaller clinic environment, um, the clear winner might be the the standardized platform with the 433. If you're in a large healthcare environment that already has a a clear vision and handle on the capabilities of their Wi-Fi environment, and they can deal with our uh, leveraging some of that bandwidth, we take a very little bit, but it's it's worthy of analyzing. Mm -hmm. Then the Wi-Fi channel makes sense, um, you know. But I can certainly describe to you uh, those types of environments where the solution is flip flopped. I think there, you know, there's considerations across the board for us there. Interesting. And so, four thirty three. We don't. I don't think we've ever talked about that on this on the, in the almost 100 <laughs> episodes. So uh, is, is this an ISM band? It's an, you said it's available. It's unlicensed, so you don't have to pay for any telco for using it, correct? Right, exactly. Uh, and then what sort of protocol are you using in that uh, piece of bandwidth? It's a proprietary protocol, our own, and, and primarily because, again, our needs are... Um, and this this will be true for most RTLS vendors, you know, like the on the RF channel side, regular, reliable, but relatively small amounts of communication, right? Mm -hmm. So this isn't a, a stream of information communicating um, the kinds of things that an internet or a Wi-Fi channel typically would. In the RF side for RTLS, we need to have uh, insight into um, you know, secondary things like signal strength and, and other things that you can use to improve location over RF. But from a communication standpoint, it's, you know, small bursts of information. Interesting. Um, and, and then any other um, tools in the toolbox that you use? We've got infrared, we've got uh, Wi-Fi, uh, we've got 433. Uh, are you using Bluetooth uh, today? We support Bluetooth uh, from an infrastructure standpoint today. So when uh, you deploy one of our systems, we're typically deploying infrared sensors throughout the environment as a way to define our primary locations. Um, we have a variant of that sensor which acts, which provides support for a beacon. Um, and that's a, that's a fundamentally valuable um, component for healthcare environments because it serves as a location sensor for our platform. It also provides uh, the ability to um, create a true powered beacon since we're uh, providing power at that source mm -hmm. uh, for infrastructure systems that might take advantage of, of static beacon environments. And what sort of use cases are we talking about? In so 
wayfinding primarily um, and other kinds of, you know, anytime you want to make the locate uh, device that is able to locate itself more granular, you know, um, static beacons in an environment is a, is a typical um, enabler for that. So wayfinding systems are probably the most common thing, but there are other systems that can take advantage of, of beacons, other kinds of automation systems. I mean, frankly, Steve, I would, I would ask you that question. <laughs> no, well, no, it's, it's all about how you're finding it uh, in your vertical. And, 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 and I do want to actually, let's just flip back briefly to uh, Midmark. Um, are you at liberty to talk about the number of uh, clinics that, uh, and uh, locations that you have your products in? And I'd be interested to know uh, what kind of proportion of those are using your RTLS uh, systems. Is that something you can talk about? Yeah, I mean, we we have looked. We versus prior to Midmark uh, has been in the industry a long time. Uh, positioning solutions in healthcare again since 1995. We have over a thousand licenses out there, so. Over time, um, over a thousand established locations. Mm -hmm. Some of those are uh, very simple bits of automation, maybe a single nursing unit using it to automate a nurse call system, all the way up to, you know, very sophisticated IDN level enterprise implementations with multiple use cases and our software. So there's there's a lot of variability in the. Um, type and size of application in healthcare. Um, but we're certainly, if not the most deployed RTLS in healthcare, um, one of the most. Yeah, that's an impressive footprint. And then Midmark as a whole, how many locations, roughly? How many clicks? <laughs> Midmark as a whole has a, uh, we'll put it this way, a very um, dominant footprint in the patient positioning devices, so chairs and tables in a clinic environment. Um, it, it, is, it is difficult to make an estimate, but, but certainly many of them. Okay. Um, uh, it, I'm, I'm a market leader, if not the leader in, in that space. Definitely the market leader in that space. I think okay, that's, good. That's, so I, I just wanted to do that because sometimes we talk to people and they're brilliant, um, but they're just kind of scratching the surface. And, and, and my point here is you guys are in hundreds, over a thousand locations. And so I think we're, we're very lucky to be able to have this conversation. Let's um, pivot slightly to the use cases. So I think most people in the business accept healthcare is a great vertical for RTLS and indoor positioning technologies to be used. What are they being used for? Yeah, sure, that's, that's an excellent question. So. I'm, I'm trying to think of the right way to order um, the description of the use cases. Yeah. Um, I'll go with what's sort of most most commonly recognized. So, uh, asset tracking is the um, is the one that most people would recognize. It's also the one that's easiest to contemplate, um, and there is a true need in healthcare. Um, you have large fleets of high value clinical devices. I think the prototypical device for asset tracking is the IV pump. Um, so uh, particularly acute care, uh, healthcare environments have 
lots of important devices, but just as an example, you know, large fleets of IV pumps, these are shared devices. They're critically important to the delivery of care. Um, managing and maintaining them is not only really important for the health of your environment and your patients, but regulated. So, you know, having an understanding of where your fleet of devices are like that, just having that information alone is important. Um, in the asset management world, we can apply different kinds of automation solutions like par leveling or direct management of, of the kind of deployment you want. So managing the availability um, and the balance of devices across your enterprise. Um, and just to interrupt, par leveling, yeah. what's par leveling? Par leveling is, is uh, the concept that you want to set a particular number of devices for a given unit or a given location. So take a, a, a typical nursing unit. I, my par level for IV pumps is maybe 15 for the unit. Um, a, and I want to have a certain number available of that 15 at any given time. So there's thresholds that you want to meet. Um, and what is uh, wonderful about using our TLS to manage that is you get real-time information um, to know if you're ahead or behind of those targets. So I may have a par level for 15 IV pumps on a unit. I fall below it. I'm as low as 13, but I have five available, so I'm in good place. Then suddenly I have 10 on the unit and I have zero available. Now I'm in a critical state. The idea that uh, as an entity, the healthcare environment can get ahead of that manage it, deliver new IV pumps to the unit, rebalance IV pumps in the environment before it becomes a truly critical scenario, like I need one and I don't have one. Um, that's really amazing. Um, it, also, it also helps dramatically manage the amount of communication required because in a, in a non-RTLS environment, this becomes more of a feeling or I'm using, you know, ad hoc location management. I've got a clean utility and a soiled utility, and the clean utility looks low, but I really don't know what's going on. I'm going to make a call down to uh, biomedical engineering to get some more IV pumps, without having a, a true scientific sense of what's going on in the environment. So, um, par leveling is a, an amazing application for asset management. Great, and and others, uh, other applications. So, you know the. Really, the other applications from our perspective all relate to the management of people and primarily patients in the environment. So there are um, simple examples of that. Um, one of the things that we have done historically very well uh, throughout the history of the, throughout the history of the organization is uh, nurse call automation. So um, acute care environments, um, have a, a requirement to provide the ability for patients to contact caregivers. Um, and that is the, the genesis of a, a nurse call system it goes all the way back to using bells mm -hmm. to, to uh, call for a nurse. Um, but a modern nurse call system is a fairly sophisticated platform that allows the patient to press a button, call for a caregiver, um, usually in nurse call environments, multiple things happen, like lights light up in the corridor, uh, notifications happen at the central nurses station. Um, most modern systems have the ability for patients and caregivers to communicate in some form. But what is required is 
um, closing the call. And frequently it's required for the caregiver to go into the room, attend to the patient, and document that they've responded to the call in the room, which is usually as simple as pressing a button on a wall, mm -hmm. which sounds like something that you wouldn't actually need to automate. But in reality, um, there are many, many scenarios where caregivers have to deal with the patient first. Um, and you can imagine a patient in some distress, the last thing on a caregiver's mind is dealing with canceling the nurse call event. It's caring for the patient. So getting accurate, reliable documentation of caregivers responding to calls is something that can be done by RTLS. Um, and we've long been a partner to nurse call companies in, in for that particular use case. Um, from a from my perspective, though, the most powerful uh, kind of use case that we engage in uh, revolves around um, workflow processes mm -hmm. in a clinical process. So in an environment where you're putting the patient through some kind of standardized process, and it can be as simple as I'm getting a patient to a room, I'm engaging with them with uh, different types of caregivers and I'm sending them home in, in say a primary care setting, all the way to very sophisticated environments of providing treatment and care like an oncology clinic where you know multiple stages of care happen in a given period of time and getting it right and getting the timing right is really critical across the board, both from optimizing, you know, valuable resources you're providing to the patient as well as valuable pharmaceuticals. Um, our system can provide uh, both tremendous operational insight and retrospective analysis of exactly what you're doing in that environment. So allowing you to put a patient through that kind of process um, with less weight, more engagement um, is is in my mind where we really make a difference in terms of, of making things better for uh, patients and caregivers in a clinical environment. What about the check-in process? I, I can't, you know, the number of times I've, I have this vision of the doctor who's kind of waiting to see the patient, but then there's this big line of people and some harried receptionist who's not, uh, um, who's the bottleneck in that system. Is there any progress in automating that? Yes, um, that's a that's a appreciate the opportunity to talk about it. Self rooming as a concept is something that that uh, many of our clinics take advantage of, and and the 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 idea here is that um, you know, there's multiple things wrong with waiting and queuing for care. Um, among them, simply, it's a waste of space. Right, a waiting room is a non value add, non treatment space. And so to minimize that square footage, if you will, from a from an architectural and strategic analysis standpoint, it's really important. So we um, have helped pioneer the concept of allowing patients to go straight to an exam room. And the reason that RTLS can provide uh, resources to make that effective is because, you know, you imagine the flow of patient comes in, checks with registration, um, you're provided a real-time locating badge and directed to go to an exam room. And the premise here is that if, if patients, you know, if people are able to find their own hotel room, they can find their own exam room, right? Mm -hmm. So um, you also frequently a self-rooming environment is paired with an on-stage, off-stage concept. 
for clinical care, which is to say the, the exam rooms typically have multiple entrances, one from the offstage area, which is where the uh, clinical staff work, and um, the onstage area where the patients can come in and, and get to their exam room. So a patient comes in, has a real-time locating badge, goes straight to their exam room as they've, as they've been directed by registration staff. Now, the issue is how does everyone who needs to orchestrate the delivery of care know <laughs> what's going on? Um, and with an RTLS system that's made very straightforward, so notifications and screens that identify, okay, a patient has just arrived in this room. We, um, we frequently um, deliver the concept of documenting alone time, which is how long have I left the patient alone in a care area, right? The timer starts the moment they hit there. Minimizing that alone time is really important because it's important to obviously the perception of care from the patient's perspective, but it's also really important to maximize the utility of that clinical space, right? When you're not, when you're leaving the patient alone in clinical space, you're not using what is frequently a very expensive bit of real estate to create. Yeah. So, using an RTLS to, to drive a process or at least notify staff of where you are in the process is really important to making that process as effective and efficient as possible. And I'll stop. I could, I could talk about this all day long and the different steps in a, in yeah, a yeah, it's fa fascinating. I'm, I am convinced that if clinics would adopt all of the things we've talked about, our lives would be better, the costs would be lower, the wait times would be lower, patients would be happier, doctors would be less frustrated. Um, tell me a bit about where the momentum is in adopting these technologies, because it all sounds great. Uh, you know, why, why don't we have 100% penetration and where, where, is, where, where are the reasons to be happy? Where are, where are the biggest trends in terms of adoption of some of these applications that we've just been talking about? Well, I think there's, there's, boy, there's, there's a lot of different um, moving parts to this in healthcare, right? So, by the way, I, obviously, I completely agree with you. Um, this is something that every clinic environment should do. Um, and certainly... Um, both from personal experience and anecdotal experience from patients in, in a highly automated environment you know, driven by RTLS are, are, are much, much better. Um, I think, you know, reasons to be happy are probably the, the best place for me to go. There's, there's a few things going on in healthcare in general, and one of them is a move to clinics in general, right? So you have... Um, the historical concept of, of I go to a hospital to get care. Well, other types of healthcare technology and other improvements in treatment have made it possible to deliver care, to put it bluntly, between eight and five. Yeah. And that's a much more efficient mode to deliver care. It's actually much better for the patient in many ways, um, better outcomes if, if you have the patient going home for recovery, but you've got to have uh, the, the type of care that can be handled between eight and five. Well, that world is expanding. So you have, uh, you know, surgery centers and, and oncology centers and um, even, even cardiac treatment centers that are doing things now between eight and five that, you know, 10 years ago and certainly 20 years ago, you wouldn't have even possibly considered. So what that does is it makes the clinic environment 
um, much more important to get right and much more sophisticated compared to, you know, primary care. I'm going to visit my doctor about the, you know, not feeling well, as opposed to I'm going to come in and I'm going to get a catheterization or I'm going to get some kind of um, uh, chemotherapy treatment uh, through an IV. Getting those intervals of care right is really important. I think that's driving the adoption of this in a clinical environment um, fairly materially. So that kind of change in focus in healthcare, I think, is is really an important part of raising the visibility of this kind of solution, which, again, isn't necessarily what people think of initially. But the healthcare uh, industry is getting smarter. They're getting more educated. Um, there's certainly more of this out there. The, the momentum is very high relative to solutions like this, and, and we're certainly really excited about the future. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, hospitals are kind of dangerous places. You don't want to be spending any more time there than necessary. So I can see, uh, and I see it myself, My, you know, people having amazing eye surgery and they're in and they're out. And uh, uh, if you can uh, optimize that, then that's going to create huge value, huge, huge savings, better experience for people. So, uh, so you guys are doing good work and uh, congratulations on uh, uh, on all these amazing solutions. It's been great hearing about them. Um, appreciate you dipping into the technology, but also relating it back to things that we can all relate to as, as, as people that are going through this uh, system. So, uh, so HT, thanks very much for your time. Steve, brilliant. Thank you. When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.